You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of June 16th, 2019. The podcast that's in a code it borrowed from James Dean. This is your host, Shane Killian. First, a quick announcement. There will be no podcast for two weeks as Heather and I are going on vacation. Podcasts will resume on July 7th. Now let's subluxate the news of the bogus. It was just a matter of time before government started trying to block VPNs, and one of the first ones to attempt it is Russia. Whether or not they can be successful remains to be seen. Back in March, Russia ordered several major VPN providers to block sites in the country's blacklist, which includes pirate sites as well as sites subversive to the Russian government. By and large, they've refused, in particular NordVPN, who wrote, Unfortunately, NordVPN is unable to comply with this request as we would have to violate the service agreement we've made with our customers. To comply with their request, we would need to provide outside access to our servers. We wouldn't control the key to this door once we create it, meaning we wouldn't be able to answer for who opens it or what they do with it. Creating this type of vulnerability is unacceptable for us. Not only would this violate our no-logs policy, it would undermine our fundamental dedication to online privacy. Instead, NordVPN is shutting down its Russian servers, just like BoxPN and TorGuard did years ago, since servers in Russia may no longer be safe. The company is located in Panama, so with no servers in the country, they're out of Russian jurisdiction. Although what the Russian government can do to stop their people connecting to the service is anybody's guess, especially since they can pay for the service with cryptocurrency. Other VPN providers also refuse to comply, including IPVanish, VPN Unlimited, Viper VPN, and OpenVPN. In fact, according to Russian communication chief Alexander Zarov, the only one that's complied so far is, guess what? Kaspersky! Another reason not to use anything that company makes. If they don't comply within 30 days of the notice, they'll be added to the block list, although no one's sure what that means. Just blocking the website? Or does it mean blocking the servers, too? Because once the client software is downloaded, good luck with that. They can change servers at the drop of a hat. Not only that, but there are dozens of other services to choose from that Russia didn't send notices to. Plus, there doesn't seem to be any way they can block Tor, since Tor doesn't have servers of their own for them to block. This is something else that confirms my opinion that we're seeing the death throes of the legacy state. Thanks to the internet, the market can provide solutions faster than government can stop them. Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit. And so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency with no middleman taking a cut. 
Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. Here's something the security aware people have always known, but it's good to keep in mind. The FBI has posted a notice to the public, and they actually did a pretty good job with it, explaining the limits of secure websites. It's a bit clickbaity, and they might be making a little too big a deal of it, but they're talking about websites that have the green padlock that begin with HTTPS. This is there to secure your communication from eavesdropping and tampering, but the fact is, it says nothing about whether the site itself can be trusted. They wrote... Unfortunately, cybercriminals are banking on the public's trust of HTTPS and the lock icon. They are more frequently incorporating website certificates, third-party verification that a site is secure, when they send potential victims emails that imitate trustworthy companies or email contacts. These phishing schemes are used to acquire sensitive logins or other information by luring them to a malicious website that looks secure. They're talking about websites that try to imitate others, such as registering paypa1.com and making it look like PayPal. If you're not paying attention, you could think you're at PayPal, so when you type in your password or even your credit card number, the hacker gets it. Ten years ago, before you had automated solutions like Let's Encrypt, which we've talked about, having a certificate actually meant that the webmaster went through the trouble and expense of getting one, and of course the advice was to never type in anything, especially something like a password, on a site that didn't have the padlock. Now, thanks to the efforts of Let's Encrypt as well as Google who started downlisting insecure sites, that padlock is getting everywhere. That's a good thing, but attackers adapt. They're exploiting the ease of getting certificates to make it look as if their site is legit. For example, someone imitating PayPal.com as PayPal1.com could manage to get a certificate for their typo-squatted domain name and get that nice little green padlock. So keep in mind, that padlock only means that your connection to the website is secure. It says nothing about what happens once you get there. Look at the address itself and make sure the website actually is the one you want to visit. And especially, don't click links in unexpected emails because that's where most of these phishing links come from. The padlock was never supposed to be a panacea. It's just something you could trust because there was lower hanging fruit. Now that the bar has been raised, hackers, fishers, and spammers are stepping up their game as well. It's always an arms race. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government sensors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.bogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. 
Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality Internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Here's some good news on the free speech front. A court has sided with Eric Thuaraja in the wake of his arrest after yelling F you to a state trooper. Courts have had to remind police in the past that flipping the bird and swearing at them isn't an offense. It's protected speech under the First Amendment. But Trooper Lagarian Cross was having none of it when Thuaraja yelled the expletive to him while Cross had another car pulled over on a traffic stop. We don't know what the reason for that stop was, but it must not have been that important because Cross ended it to chase down and arrest Thuaraja. Long story short, after spending several hours in jail, the charges were dropped and Thuaraja sued them. Cross claimed that he had qualified immunity, which the Eighth Circuit Court rejected since Cross himself had violated Thuaraja's constitutional rights. Cross also tried to claim that Thuaraja's cursing gave him probable cause under the Fourth Amendment to believe that he had violated Arkansas's disorderly conduct statute. That, too, was rejected. The court ruled. Thuraraja's shout was unamplified and fleeting. No crowd gathered because of it. City traffic was not affected. No complaints were lodged by anyone in the community. Business was not interrupted. Nor were an officer's orders disobeyed. Thuraraja's conduct may have been offensive, but it was not an unreasonable or excessive noise. Trooper Cross lacked even arguable probable cause for an arrest, and thus violated Thuraraja's Fourth Amendment right to be free from unreasonable seizure. This still has to go back to the lower court for the actual civil suit itself, but Cross's claim of qualified immunity is rejected. It's nice to know that there are still some limits to that, and nice to know there are still some courts willing to defend the First and Fourth Amendments. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to panopterify this week's biggest bogan emitter. And it goes to the New York Times, not just for the story they ran, but for the fact that they ran it on the front page, above the fold, on Sunday. 
It's called The Making of a YouTube Radical, How the Site's Algorithms Played into the Hands of the Far Right. And it's basically a hit piece against everyone on YouTube who isn't a complete leftist, painting them all with the same brush as far-right conservatives. It featured a mosaic of a bunch of different thumbnails, which apparently had to be padded since certain figures like Stefan Molyneux and Jordan Peterson were featured more than once, and they even posted a thumbnail of Milton Friedman on Donahue from back in the 70s. In addition to the front page, the story took up two full inside pages. It focused on the story of Caleb Kane, who was, quote, pulled into a far-right universe, watching thousands of videos filled with conspiracy theories, misogyny, and racism. I'm not going to quote much from the story. You have to read it to believe it, but it reads like a scary revenge movie as Caleb gets, quote, sucked into a vortex of far-right politics on YouTube. He also claims to be, quote, scarred by his experience of being radicalized by what he calls a decentralized cult. How can a cult be decentralized? Of far-right YouTube personalities who convinced him that Western civilization was under threat from Muslim immigrants and cultural Marxists, that innate IQ differences explained racial disparities, and that feminism was a dangerous ideology. Notice how they're mixing things together? More legitimate discussions such as criticism of feminism or Marxism are lumped in with racism and white nationalism for no purpose other than smearing them through guilt by association. And this is a news article. Nothing labels it as an op-ed. What's funny is how they end up going against their own thesis. Caleb eventually starts watching left-wing videos and becomes a radical leftist. I feel I have to point this out again. This isn't some op-ed stuck in the back of Section D or wherever. This is the front page story above the fold on Sunday. The New York Times thought that this story was much more important than everything else that happened that week. And that prominence, in addition to the smears, which sling a lot of mud but never seem to want to get too specific, might have opened up the times to libel claims. In their online version, they did change the collage around and remove some of the thumbnails, but nothing was retracted and the paper never issued an apology. Lawyer Robert Barnes says that the paper clearly defames people like Peterson, Ben Shapiro, and Dave Rubin, quote, By innuendo using an image to visually associate in your mind each with the rolling headlines. Far-right, conspiracy theories, misogyny, racism, far-right, brainwash. Media believe they can use affiliative terms, vague inflammatory language, and visual images to libel by innuendo without consequence, especially in headlines. In fact, libel law does not allow libel by headlines, even if the substantive portion of an article says nothing about them. Leftist Uber and independent journalist Tim Poole was very critical of the piece and said he canceled his subscription to the Times because of it. Quote, What's funny is the story frames it as playing into the far right, but goes into detail about how a conservative began watching At Rubin Report, an intellectual dark web content that led him over time to more left-wing content and then to denounce the alt-right. And the fact that this was on the Sunday front page above the fold just smacks of desperation. As I said earlier with the legacy state, we are seeing the death throes of the old media as well. They are drowning and they are flailing about for anything they can grab hold of to try to stay afloat. 
So all of that makes the New York Times this week's biggest bogan emitter. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins. And now let's lacerate this week's Idiot And this week it goes to Joe Biden, who just made the mother of all presidential campaigns, I kid you not, to cure cancer. Gee, why didn't Warren Harding think of that? Then it could have been done a century earlier. Biden was appearing in Ottumwa, Iowa at a campaign event when he shamelessly took advantage of the death of his son in 2015 from brain cancer. Quote, That's why I've worked so hard in my career to make sure that I promise you if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America. We're gonna cure cancer. And the idiots in the audience actually applauded. Maybe next time he could deliver the speech while walking on water. People online weren't so generous and accused Biden of trolling for votes and giving people false hope. There's probably not much that needs to be said about this, but I feel I do have to point out again the same thing I say every time the cranks and crazies talk about a cure for cancer. Cancer is not one disease. It's hundreds of different diseases which will likely each need their own cure. And those treatments will not come from the president, nor are they ever likely to come from any president's initiatives. They're done by private sector research, which more and more is being inhibited by government. So if Biden really wants to do something to help develop cancer treatments, he can get government out of the way. Somehow, I don't think that's on his agenda. But I guess all those doctors and research scientists who have been working like crazy to find cures and treatments amidst ever-increasing barriers should all breathe a sigh of relief that Biden's going to become president and issue a declaration. Because that's exactly what they need right now. But it's hard to know which is scarier, the rampant narcissism or the fact that the crowd applauded it. Either way, it's more than enough to get Joe Biden named this week's well, that wraps up this hot stuff with a hat pin edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please go to donate.bogosity.tv where you can give using PayPal or crypto or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. 
You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from H.L. Mencken. The state consists of a gang of men exactly like you and me. They have no special talent for the business of government. They have only a talent for getting and holding office. Their principal device to that end is to search out groups who pant and pine for something they can't get and promise to give it to them. Nine times out of ten, that promise is worth nothing. The tenth time is made good by looting A to satisfy B. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. Bogosity. You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.bogosity.tv, your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.bogosity.tv now.